Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so happy to have you here with us. But before we get into it, we're going to take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your mercy, Lord, and your compassion. We ask that you will guide us this morning, Lord, that you will minister to us our needs, Lord, that you will reveal any areas in us, Lord, that need to be corrected, Lord, and that your love flows through us, Lord, unlimited, Lord, and without hindrance by ourselves or any other external factor. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, and your willingness to help us, Lord, to walk with us and guide us. And we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' somebody name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you here with us as we continue to dive into the scripture in our study of the book of Hebrews. And this morning, we're beginning chapter 13. So... With that, can I get a volunteer to read the first six verses, please? I will. All right, honey, honey. Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Amen. All right. At this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So first things that I want to look at is about brotherly, brotherly love continuing. Um, it's important that we do so because that's what the Lord commanded. Before Jesus went back to the Father, he told the disciples to love their brethren and love one another. And that's how the world would know that they were his disciples. But at this point, um, at Paul's writing, there have been some factions and divisions among the body of Christ. Um, you see some say, I'm of Paul, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Apollos, and they are competing with each other. And because of that competition, they're not allowing the love of God to fully flow as it should in their lives for all for them to enjoy yes because they love the lord and for others as well so paul is giving this warning of letting brotherly love continue not from a stance of um grudging obligation towards the person as if you're loving them because the person did something to deserve the love but you're loving them because the lord commanded you to love him love you know your brother in christ him or her and um and it isn't based on what they did right or what they did wrong because Jesus didn't love us because we were righteous. Um, actually, scripture says that he he died while we were still sinners, while we were enemies with him. So if the Lord is able to show us love while we're while we were in sin, then we should be willing 
ready and able to show that same love to others on a continual basis because that's what the Lord commanded. That's what pleases him. That's what he asked for. And then going to verse two, don't forget to entertain strangers for by so doing some have unwittingly entertained angels. It's not because we're looking for the angels to entertain. We are just entertaining strangers because that was also a commandment of the Lord. And that also fits into loving your neighbor as yourself for no one ever hated his own flesh, but cherishes it. So you ought to do to your brother or your sister your neighbor, whoever it is that God places into your path, so you're not caring for people because they earned it or because you think they deserve it or because you physically get something out of it, you're loving them because that's what God asked you to do because he first loved you and he first loved me. So the least that we can do is love our brother as ourselves and let that be what we're known for and known by our love for one another, not our nastiness or our um, lack of compassion or any other thing because that is unbefitting as a son or daughter of the most high God someone who is called by his name to go and live your life in such a way as to bring shame to the gospel which Paul writes about in later epistles Layla as you're speaking the Lord was reminding me of how with entertaining the strangers we're not doing it because it seems right at the moment we're doing it because God asked us is asking us to do that. Mm-hmm. If also because it's a pattern of life. If you go back to, for example, Lot. And, yes, Lot, I mm-hmm. believe. That was in and, Genesis. Mm-hmm. And how Lot, what he was doing, it wasn't because he thought these people were somehow special. It was be, as in he didn't knowingly know that they're angels. He was doing so because that's what he was doing. But also because when the angels came, the you remember the men wanted to surround the house and to violate them. So that was the reason that Lot took them in so that they wouldn't be harmed because the men in Sodom and Gomorrah were so depraved and debased in their mindset that they were willing to violate and forsake what the Lord had set up the structure he had set up for their own desire so even looking at lot it wasn't necessarily or you couldn't say that it was only because this was his lifestyle but there was an element and aspect of that as well because he loved the lord that he was willing to take these men in without pay um like an innkeeper wasn't charging them to spend the night but you also have to look at lot why was he in that position to begin with if he had loved the Lord, he would have sought the Lord where to live. He wouldn't have been in that situation to begin with where the angels had to be sent. We're, we're getting off on two different things. And yes, while, while it's true, right, he would have not separated himself from Abraham is the first thing. He wouldn't have had to go seek the Lord on where to live. But he allowed contention to grow between his servants and Abraham's servants. The lack of brotherly love continues. So. It's important for us to understand this in a slightly different way. While what you're saying is accurate, all right, is deeper than that. And here, Paul is writing to who? The Hebrews, the Jews of his day, right? Yes. And what is he recounting here? He's encouraging them to live in the way they have been taught by the Lord. 
he is also now going back to their history. Their history was to be like their heavenly father. How did he describe himself? Gracious, merciful, right? With loving kindness, he's compassionate, right? Yes. Do you recall that? Yes. It's in both the Ten Commandments and it's in Exodus or yes, Exodus thirty four, where the Lord declares himself to Moses. All right? Yes. The Lord describes himself. So he's saying, Hey, let brotherly love continue. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because there's also the aspect of that's how your heavenly father is. This is how you must be. And he's saying, look out for each other, but not just for each other. They have a history of this. Who was Ruth? A, a harlot. Canaanite. That was Rahab. That was a harlot. Rahab was Ruth a harlot. Ruth was a, a but, daughter-in-law from a foreign land. But yes, both, in both instances, both instances still demonstrate the same thing. People that chose to forsake what they knew and what did, what did Ruth say? Your people will be my people and your God my God. So they forsook their own heritage to enter in and worship the true and living God. Right? They were accepted. They were welcomed in to the nation but the community. Right? Yes. So he's, and this is Paul who has been ministering to both Jews initially and then also to the Gentiles, the nations. And many have said, yes, Jesus is the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's, he is part of the Godhead, the true, he's our Lord and Savior, right? And they have chosen to make God their God. And then as a result, they have now entered in as a, grafted in seed of Abraham, right? Yes. So he's also in this one thing saying, hey, let brotherly love continue. Let people that truly worship the Lord God welcome them in, right? Let them be a part of the community like, as it's always been written. Does that make sense? Yes. And then he's saying also in their history, don't forget to entertain strangers, some have unwittingly entertained angels. There are a number of instances, even in the Old Testament, where angels appeared. And the people, uh, say, entertain them. They engage with them in conversation, right? What about Hagar? Abraham, Lot, as you brought up. Jacob, Moses, Balaam even, Right? Those are just a couple examples. Not all were good. Right? Yes. Especially Balaam's case. The, the angel was not there for, I mean, he was there to bring about uh, judgment. Right? Yes. So, but why? Because Balaam had departed. He had departed from the Lord. He was doing his own thing. He had separated himself from the Lord. Where what Paul here is encouraging his own fellow countrymen, his brethren, to do is say, hey, this is how it's always been with us. 
continue in this. But he's also encouraging them to understand, and I'll say it in this way, yes, to understand who the Lord is and acknowledge the Lord in all of their ways. Right? Yes. And, he, and again, he starts with giving them their history. And even as he's writing this, who's in charge? Is Israel, was Israel in charge of themselves? No. No. The Rome still ruled over. They still occupied the land. In spite of that, he's saying, hey, remember the prisoners as if, as if chained with them. In other words, let's look at our history here. You can relate to how people that are occupied or in prison or captive or whatever the case is, what they're going through, what they're enduring. That makes sense. Yes. And then he's saying, "Hey, just in your in your, I'll say, life conduct, moral conduct, honor the Lord." And and even references marriage; it's honorable, as long as it's done as the Lord has declared what marriage should look like. He's the one that set the standard. So he's saying, "Hey, demonstrate your true." He's encouraging them, and admonishing them, and teaching them. And all at the same time, let your conduct reflect that of a true relationship with the Lord, the thing that you claim you have. You can't say, oh, yes, we're the Lord's chosen people. We love the Lord. But then you do the opposite of everything the Lord has instructed you. That would be like it is written about in Isaiah. It's not from the head down to the sole of the feet. But it's upside down. It was from the feet to the head, right? Yes. Complete opposition. So he's encouraging them and saying, hey, let's get things right. And understand this. The Lord will never leave us or forsake us no matter what we go through. But he first starts talking about their daily life, how they engage with others and with the Lord before, well, starting in verse 7, he then goes into, if you will, from a religious standpoint, how they are to carry and conduct themselves as the Lord has given. So just understanding that, that difference. Well, Dad, as you're speaking, the Lord was also reminding me of outside verse 3, where it said remembering the pr prisoners. Paul wasn't saying that literally become miserable as in trying to become like them. Or trying to put yourself inside their own boat. But giving, having the same heart that they have. And understanding what they're going through. Not going, ooh, you must have done something bad. Because if you read back inside of the Gospels. I believe John. Talking about the lame man. Sorry, blind. And how they thought either his parents sinned or he sinned. And that's why he was blind. And they thought if something bad happened. It was because they did something wrong. And also going back to Paul, he didn't do anything wrong, yet he was still inside prison. So the same should apply here, that we should be constantly asking God to reveal to us the secret things. And not judging people based on what we think they did or what they did, but basing, it on, basing our judgment on, first of all, not to judge them at all, but basing our standards on what God said and what he is saying at the moment. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What does the Lord say about the situation? Amen. 
Well, in all things, the Lord wants us to always keep our heart and our mind focused on him. So as we are assessing things, that we come to the correct um, conclusion. Uh, And then always the commandment of love. Anytime we allow the love of God to move and flow through us, our faith is able to work. Faith works by love. That's what Galatians tells us. So if our love is diminished, if they're squabbling and um, biting and devouring of one another, we will be hindered in our faith towards God, but also in our faith to deal with the actions and the movement of the adversary. Um, This whole book that we've been reading is about building faith, unshakable faith, and the endurance that goes along with that shakable faith. But if we are set sidelined and set aside by little things, um, well, seemingly little things that carry such a great weight, like lacking in love towards the brethren or anybody or failing to fulfill that commitment of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself, then we won't be able to endure. We won't be able to stand and we will miss the opportunities to be blessed. When we see the the ministering angels appearing in scripture, going about doing the work that the father sent them to, in most cases they were there to bless someone. And when Amen. Lot was out in uh, when he lot was in Sodom Sodom and in the area the territory of Sodom and Gomorrah the angels wanted to stay out in the square and that's why he invited them in but they were there to deliver him uh-huh. because the the judgment of the Lord was absolutely going to come forth but their particular mission was to rescue lot and his family if they were willing to go there it is so when the ministering angels are about doing what God has purposed and sent them to do, if we are missing the love component in our life, we will miss that connection, that divine connection and appointment to sync up and link up with the provision, the blessing of whatever it is that he sent those ministering angels to do. So more so he was talking about keeping the tenderness of your heart here instead of looking for angel or... um, resting your hope on angelic intervention. But God was saying, stay ready so that when I send the aid, you're ready to take it. You're ready to go. And there's no blockage or hindrance between you and connecting with my blessing that I'm sending forth to be of help to you. So that's always the thing in the compassion of remembering prisoners, as you said, promise of not judging them or deeming that because the world hates them and has found fault with them and is doing something that's unjust that somehow it's the believer's fault, but looking at the situation from the eyes of God. And just because a Christian is in prison doesn't mean that they're being persecuted because they could have done something wrong and repented, you know, and found the Lord after they were on the other side of those bars or on the way to it. But just letting God to tell us uh, the, this, discern get his discernment to show us what the situation is about but even still whether they had done something wrong and they were physically in prison as a result of it it's no different than when we did things wrong and we were spiritually in prison because of that so still having the compassion and the grace and the love component that the lord wants us to have operating he's the righteous judge we don't need to try to carry that burden upon ourselves because if we judge then others, then we will ourselves be judged. And the same measure that we meet towards others will be measured towards us. So we don't want to find ourselves again on the wrong side of that. And again, the covenant of marriage, as you said, my love, the way God designed it is honorable and it brings glory to God and do not be greedy or contentious, but 
satisfied with where God has you in your life, run the race that he set before you in the manner that he asked you to run it. Amen. We, we have a godly heritage. Amen to that. No, we are required to live it out. Not before people. They just get the benefit of seeing us live out our godly heritage, right? Which is part mm-hmm. of our culture, customs, everything as the Lord has set it up and established it. Kingdom For customs. us, kingdom, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Kingdom, godly kingdom heritage for us to live out before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And others get to be blessed by observing it, but also have the opportunity to come in and participate in with it, be a part of it. Mm-hmm. No different for anyone. And that's part of what Paul is writing about here. So let's, let us not, I'll say, waste the opportunity that mm-hmm. the Lord has given you and presented for you to make God your God and for you to be his, his servant, his person. And then that structure is he's our Heavenly Father and you're his child. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. I promise. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord, and that you're providing us and equipping us for your ministry, Lord. And that, Lord, that you give us everything that we need before we even have need of it, Lord, before we even know we need of it. And, Lord, also that you provide for us, Lord, and that you instill to us your blessing, Lord, and then your wisdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.